MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a spectacular day. Man, football season is here. Week zero is now behind us. Week one in college football. We're still week zero, really, in the NFL. But this is cut down week. 
So some names you remember, some names you've never heard of will be released and we'll discuss. We got a lot to get to. We got a great show. Tom Curran's going to join us. Patriot insider for NBC Sports Boston. That's uh, 25 minutes away. Brock Heward will join us. Of course, college football analyst. Just uh, how bad are things for Nebraska after that opening game loss to Illinois? Or maybe it's Illinois and Brett Bielema being able to win in the Big Ten Plus. Is UCLA for real or do they just catch Hawaii coming off a plane? We got Brock Heward in an hour and 15. Then Adam Kaplan will join us, NFL insider for Fox Sports Radio. We'll get his thoughts on the Miami quarterback situation. Look, the Patriots are interesting in terms of their quarterback selection. The Niners are interested in terms of their quarterback selection. Um, The Bears are interesting in terms of their quarterback selection. Obviously, the Broncos already made their quarterback selection known. Going back to last week, that's kind of interesting. And the Texans continue to try and find somebody to potentially take on Deshaun Watson, only the likelihood is he doesn't play this year. Um... So there's, there's been rumors about a bunch of teams. And then Charles Robinson came out and was like, look, here's the deal. Everybody else has fallen by the wayside. It feels like Miami is, is going to be the most likely destination for Deshaun Watson. And, and he had the asking price of three first, I think, in two seconds. So here's Brian Flores when he was asked about the team's reported interest in Watson. Reports, speculation, not things we really get into. Look, I I understand the question, but as I've said in the past, any conversations that we have or don't have with other clubs are going to be internal. I've been pretty steadfast about that with our players, other clubs. That will remain the case. I'm very confident in Tua. He's done a lot of good things this spring, this offseason, this training camp. Played well last week. And again, my conversations with the players are going to always remain between uh, me and that player. I talk to a lot of players every day. Obviously, I spend a lot of time with the quarterbacks. But yeah, those conversations will remain between myself and, and that player. All right, and here's, here's Charlie Weiss, of course, uh, famously the offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots. Obviously, all part of the Patriots family, which so too is Brian Flores, although he and Flores did not actually work together, but there's a mutual respect. And and Charlie lives like an hour from the Dolphins, um, the Dolphins practice facility. Here was Charlie Weiss when he joined me last week, and I asked him about his evaluation of Tua. I spent the day with the Dolphins. You would be convinced that Tua was the answer if you were there with me that day. Okay. There there was absolutely no indication on or off the field that he is not the man. On or off the field. Now, I have a a one-day reference, Doug. Yes. Um, He was just a stud. And you should hear the players. You talk about talking about somebody glowingly. I mean, when you're interviewing defensive linemen and they're saying two is my guy. I mean, he's he has the team one. He is the he is the Pied Piper. Now, now look, I'm I'm not Charles. Not only I consider a, a friend, but also he's respected in the business. He's doing his job. He would not do it unless he had the proper sourcing and, and saying this. But this is the problem with these, these potential trade discussions it, is it can tear a team apart. Remember the Dolphins, whatever you want to say about Tua's up-and-down rookie season, they did win 10 games last year, which by any definition in the NFL is considered a success. 16 games, you win 10, that's a good season, especially for the Dolphins. And when they were working through two quarterbacks, and at times they had to pull 
They had to pull Tua in order to get those wins. Now, look, we can make excuses for it and say they're just trying to get an appreciating asset, try and buy cheap and sell high, whether they hold on to Deshaun um, or hold on to Tua. But I, I severely doubt there's about .0001% of doubt in my mind that Charles Robinson, I, I know he didn't make it up, but maybe his sourcing is wrong or maybe it's, I don't know. But I, I have to leave myself at least the possibility that somebody put that out there, whether it could have been from another team who just wanted to see the Dolphins kind of disintegrate. And they wanted to see the, the Dolphins, Dolphins very well could disintegrate because if he wasn't interested at all in Deshaun Watson, there's a very simple answer. Jason Stewart, you're the producer of this show, asked me the question about uh, the reports of interest in in uh, Deshaun Watson. I'll play Brian Flores. Or don't. Uh, Dan Byer, you want to ask me about... Um, uh, about, sure. About, oh, go ahead. Ask me about my the uh, the, the reported interest. All right. Uh, Coach, do you have any re- uh, reported interest in Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson? Tua Tungavailoa is our quarterback. When you have a franchise quarterback, you don't have any interest in another quarterback. So the answer is no. Right? When you're married, you don't have interest in another woman. That's the good way to not be married much longer. Just to follow up, Coach, there's been yes. no talks between the two sides um, about Deshaun Watson? Uh, I, yeah, I'm not privy to the talks. All I can tell you is that when we have had discussions about the quarterback position and if there's an opportunity to bring in any other player to even compete for the starting job, I have told our, our management team that Tua Tungavailoa is my quarterback for the foreseeable future. That's it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that pe- you know, people talk about guys all the time. And, and there is a player who I cannot mention his name who potentially could be on the move. And he does play quarterback. Very, very fair question that you asked. And the only thing I can tell you is my quarterback, you know, God forbid, unless God forbid he gets hurt, is Tua Tungavailoa. That's how you answer the question if you have no interest in another quarterback, right? Am I, am yep. I wrong? No. You're okay. correct, sir. Okay. So, I, I, and I, and I thought Brian did a very good job of explaining, hey, look, we don't talk about players and we just talk about our conversation with players and whatever and maybe they're kicking the tires. But if you can't say, no, we're not interested and Tua is absolutely our guy, then it tells you all you need to know. And it makes Tua's job much more difficult. And it potentially fractures a team in half. Are they playing for Tua? Are they waiting on Deshaun? Is Tua just a placeholder? Why would they draft Tua so high, make such a big deal of it, and then and then, and stand by him and say all these things, and then at the first sign of trouble, you 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 bounce him? So Tom Curran's going to join us, Patriots Insider. We'll get his thoughts on what's going on in Foxborough, Massachusetts, with their quarterbacks. If you didn't see Mac Jones and his stellar play over the weekend, ooh. You'll be impressed. I got a thought on Javi Baez and the thumbs down gesture. I got some thoughts on Trent Dilfer's uh, viral video. Uh, Rajon Rondo is uh, back with the Lakers. The Lakers are going for the 2013 NBA championship. I'll explain why that is a hilarious line. But uh, upcoming next, boxing, at least last night, was neither sweet 
nor science. I'll explain next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics kane velasquez salacious super bowl level scandals Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. 
Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hey. 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 Uh, um, I didn't buy it. I did watch it bootleg. I didn't buy it. I did watch a bootleg. Uh, Jake Paul beat Tyron Woodley. Now, in, in fairness, I've seen Tyron Woodley fight in Anaheim in the UFC, and um, he was a stand-up guy, and the guy who was fighting was like a ground and pound. He was crazy athletic, but you know his issue in losing some of those UFC fights is the same thing issue he had last night where um, he, he just didn't throw enough punches. Just didn't. But Jake Paul beats Tyron Woodley in a, what's called a split decision. And I, I found myself sitting there going, thank God for bootleg because so many people had bought that. And I, I get what boxing, what it's, there's a, there's a, there is a positive side to boxing there, which is like, hey, this has kind of become a thing, like celebrity fight club sort of thing. Now, everybody wants a shot at what it's really like to box somebody. Now you get to see it. The problem with that is it, it, um, what we've done by bastardizing the sweet science. And I mean, nobody's done it more than Floyd Mayweather, right? He goes and fights Conor McGregor who'd never been in a professional boxing match. And he's going to fight an undefeated, undisputed champion, multi-level champion who's never been beaten by actual boxers and we thought that would work out well and if you have any idea about boxing what really happened in that fight he just let him kind of punch out any of his energy so that even when he did catch him clean in one of the i think once in the first round there's nothing behind it nothing behind it and it had been since like i think like 2012 that he, that floyd mayweather had actually stopped somebody mid-fight that's how much of a mismatch it was and how much Floyd Mayweather had smartly figured out, hey, I can do that. I can fight some rummy and make way more money than actually fighting a boxing, a boxer. But what it does is it waters down and delegitimizes the sport. If, like, all right, so Jake Paul is watched at any sort of similar level to actual boxers? How is that possible? I, I get his popularity. I get it makes money. All of that stuff. But it does, it, it legitimizes Jake Paul. This is a lot like my problem with those entertainment shows, you know, um, Entertainment Tonight, et cetera, et cetera. They take some random person's tweet about somebody's, they're like, well, Twitter was aflame with James underscore clown show said that, you know, I don't know, pick out, give me a female artist. Give me somebody new, said that, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, you know, what? Taylor Swift is completely out of line and she posted an offensive photo 
of a hamburger. What are you saying, Taylor? Because you're skinny, you can eat a hamburger, right? They, that's what they do on those shows. You take complete randoms, or randos, as my daughter calls them, take a rando, you put their tweet on national TV, and then you discuss it as if it's like somebody that actually matters in this world. They do not. That's what we're doing with boxing. We're taking two guys who, Jake Paul and whatever his YouTube popularity and doing doing his, like, that stand on its side, that's not boxing. And Tyron Woodley, who, though he's been struggling recently, he's a legitimate fighter in UFC. And we're having them get in a boxing match and put gloves on them and putting them on TV and acting like they can really fight where if they fought a real uh, boxer, they'd be on the ground right now. I mean, Jake Paul's brother fought Floyd Mayweather and Floyd Mayweather had to hold him up. That's Floyd Mayweather, who's tiny, but an incredible boxer. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Tom Curran joins us, Patriots Insider, NBC Sports. Um, Tom, how much did this last preseason game mean for Mac Jones and his candidacy to be the starter week one? I think it probably didn't mean as much, Doug, as last week's performance on the Wednesday during Cam Newton's COVID suspension or protocol violation to put a more put a finer point on it. On that day, Mac Jones was thirty five for forty in competitive reps, seven on seven, eleven on eleven. Thirty five for forty was about ninety two degrees, humid as hell, and time and again he made completion after completion against the Giants ones. So I look at last night and people are like, well Kim just started every preseason game. He's going to be the starter. I'm like, I really don't think he is. Um, the the COVID suspension. I talked. I look. I just talked about with Carson Wentz, and there's a yeah. there's, there's a similarity there, right? Where here's guys like and and Carson will still be in the league if he if he flames out and loses his job. You know, if he wants to be a backup and make what Cam Newton's making, but like this is Cam Newton's fighting for his football life, and he doesn't get vaccinated. It just boggles my mind that he wouldn't get vaccinated. How, what's the reaction been like from the Patriots privately over his lack of vaccination? I think there is privately frustration. You know, I, I wrote this the day that he was, again, I shouldn't say suspended, the day that he was removed because of protocols. The Kraft family sent a plane to China to pick up 1.2 million masks when COVID was beginning. They opened up the stadium. They vaccinated 610,000 people. They're involved in all the Mass General stuff, and they have at Patriot Place, they have a Mass General uh, Brigham and Women's branch there. They are pretty involved on and, and involved on the topic of vaccines. Yet this is the second time their most forward-facing employee in their football business has gotten ensnared in, in COVID stuff. It has to be irritating. And to me, Doug, you know how Bill Belichick operates, former economics major. He wants to maximize everything he invests in. If he's going to have this kind of a like, loose end every week when this guy goes in to be tested as to whether or not he can take the field, does that make him your best option? I, I would say it has to count against him. I don't think there's any question. I think it's one of those. It's like, do you do you really do you want to get cut? Do you not? Um, what's the possibility like that he gets cut, considering they have Hoyer there, if he's not the starter? 
Zero. I would say zero. The only way he would go someplace else, Doug, would be if he requested it. That look, just just release me. I mean, if Matt Jones beats him out, and he's going to at some point this season, whether it's sooner or later, they still want Cam in the building. He's been much better than he was last year in terms of speed, getting the ball out, arm strength, all of it. He's, and he brings something to the table with his legs. He ran for 600 yards last year and 12 touchdowns. It's hard to replicate. So they would like him here. He's not going to get cut unless he asks for a release. And I don't think he's going to ask for a release unless he gets, you know, lopped off as the starter. And to me, Doug, I mean, you've watched these games. Isn't it kind of clear that the Patriots offense looks more efficient with Jones there than, than Newton? It's built for Jones. It's a short underneath yeah. passing attack, precise passing attack. Cam, even before Cam hurt his shoulder and his legs or whatever, he's never been a precise passer the underneath stuff. He's a great athlete uh, who leads and has a big, big arm and can really throw the ball downfield. He can make the throws, but the underneath stuff, the dink and dunk, the, the accuracy stuff, that, that's not really him. No, and it has to come with velocity. That's interesting, too. He can make downfield throws, but nothing with air under it. He's not a downfield touch guy who's going to throw a whole mess of you know, 45-yard completions down the field that fall from the rafters. He's going to throw line drives because that's really just his best option is to throw fastballs. He's got no change-up, no curve, no slider, no change of pace. Uh, they traded Sonny Michelle last week for draft picks. That's because we're told they have a, a, a deep running back room. Is it addition by subtraction? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's going to move everybody into a position, and they're not going to have to release somebody who has some value elsewhere. I mean, Sony was a little bit redundant to what the other guy's talents are. He's in the last year of his rookie contract. They probably weren't going to keep him around after this year, so get something back for him. So it's not a surprise, but the Rams are still going to get a decent running back out of the deal because he can still play. Uh, Tom Curran joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, okay, so what's your best guess on what they do? Do they let, do they have Cam start organically, let him lose the job on his own, or do they just start or start anew and and go with Mac Jones? I think they're going to go with Mac Jones, and I am in the extreme minority here in Boston as a result of that stance. But if you look at Cam through five balls Sunday night. He threw nine balls against the Eagles. He's thrown 21 passes in this preseason. Mac Jones has thrown 52. Um, even though Cam was out there first, he's not getting starter-style work compared to Mac Jones. And if you go back, I went all the way back to Drew Bledsoe. In Drew Bledsoe's second year under Belichick in 2001, he played until the uh, second quarter, took seven drives in the fourth preseason game. Cam's not getting any work. So to me, you got a guy who missed a week of practice, who's new to the system still, who's not getting reps compared to Mac Jones, and they're going to roll him out there as a starter? It doesn't, it doesn't make logical sense. Even additionally, he's been outplayed. Um, okay. How good are they? They're going to be an 11 or 12 win team, Doug. And the reason for that is they were – still a seven-win team with a bad offensive roster last year and a diminished defensive roster. So they've added on both sides. They have a better Cam Newton. They have an even better than Cam Newton, Mac Jones. 
they have an easier schedule, they're going to be a 10 or 11, excuse me, 11 or 12 win team. Tom Kearns, our guest here on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, it was nothing short of a miracle. They won seven, uh, s- seven, games, seven games last year. Um, Flores is from the Patriots tree. And yet, you know, and we had, we had Charlie Weiss on last week, and he was raving about Tua. And yet now all of a sudden there's a report um, that Deshaun, they, they want Deshaun Watson, and that's where it appears to be the, the most likely destination for Watson. What's your take on how Flores is handling this entire situation? Well, it was interesting today. I saw on Pro Football Talk that it was stated by Flores that we're looking for, quote, high-character people. So if you're going to make that statement, clearly the insinuation is relative to Deshaun Watson that you don't feel he's a high-character person. Otherwise, why would you invoke that, especially with what he's got hanging over his head right now? So is that over? Was that a verbal misstep? But to me, you would always go for Deshaun Watson over virtually any quarterback in the league if we're just talking about talent, because I would say Mahomes is better. And, I mean, Rodgers, and I would probably rather have Brady start a game than Watson personally, but I don't know who I'd rather have on my team for the next three years. So I'd make a deal for Watson if all things were equal, but they aren't. Tom, great stuff. Love your insight. Thanks so much for joining us on Fox Sports Radio. All right, Doug. Have a great rest of the year. You too. That's uh, Tom Curran from NBC Sports uh, Boston. Does that mean he's not coming back on ever? He just said, have a great night rest of the year. <laughs> Goodbye. Jason, did I say something wrong that he now doesn't want to come back on? Tom's always comes back. I just didn't want to take up too much of his time. You know, we had like six, seven good minutes there. Jason, you need to re- research that one. What do you think, Bayer? Do you think that's, that's the ultimate blow-off from Tom Curran? Hey, uh, see you next yeah, year. That's it for 2021. Curran, see you in 2022. Curran yes. out. Curran out. Huh. I'll do some follow-up and get back to you on that. Um, yeah. Maybe it was that we had him on hold too long or, or something you said? No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. It's I, probably me. It's probably you. Yeah, well, yeah that's what we'll do. Well, let's, let's blame it on the new guy. We still got that new guy smell. <laughs> Curran, you've maxed your time limit. New rules here at the Doug Gottlieb Show. We're wrapping you up. And, uh, in fact, you've used up all your time for the entire year. So thanks. You all the weakest link. Goodbye. Um, okay, so what do you think, Byer? What do you think uh, What do you think Nguyen does? Uh, Tom put a pretty good case uh, forward for Mac Jones being the guy. My belief was, even when Cam was out for five games, I just assumed that Belichick would just go who he felt was better. Like, it didn't, it, or for five days, it wouldn't affect him in making the decision, even if, you know, whatever the reason was, that in the end, that Belichick would just end up playing the best guy. But when talking about the blood cell snaps and the pattern of what New England is, and he's right, they are a you know potential playoff team, and... Yeah, I, I, I'm starting to I'm starting to waver on my cam because I've thought that it would be cam for uh, the last few weeks. Uh, I did too, and I thought he'd I thought he'd he'd um, lose the job organically, right? Like that's that's usually what you do is you let it organically happen. But I think it may have organically happened on its own um, over the last two weeks with Cam being suspended. That's my that that's my honest honest thoughts there. Um, what do you think there, Ramos? What's, what's, what's the sense you get, bud? 
About the Patriots? I mean, yeah. not the yeah. Um, about the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to make sure I had the right team because I was trying to figure sure. out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, it's Bill Belichick who runs the show. He's always run the show. So whatever he does, it's not going to change, right? I mean, whatever he does, that's the way it's going to be. So you just have to either deal with it or there's nothing you can say. So I have, yeah, I have no, no I get, I get, yeah. I get all that. He's in I, charge I of this, of this ship. I, I don't think there's, there's, um, I don't think there's, and no one denies that. My thing would be, I'm just very interested, very interested in, in how he handles it. Right. Because whether or not I, I, I feel like I was ahead of the Cam Newton, um, reality check way quicker than most guys in my position, maybe everybody in my position. And that's from talking to people in the NFL. They're like, dude, he doesn't throw it the same as he used to. He doesn't throw it. It doesn't, it's not the same ball. And it was never accurate. And now the league wants more accuracy. He's less accurate. And it's not, and it just, he doesn't have the touch, doesn't have the accuracy. And he's not the same guy anymore. Um, but, but, you know, of the guys in that locker room, most of all of them have seen him his successes professionally, and many of them were kids or you know in middle school. And here he is winning a national championship and winning a Heisman, and that is indelible in their brain. Like Cam Newton is a big thing. He was just in the, you know he's in the Super Bowl. He's the MVP of the league, and I think he organically wanted to happen on its own. But like you can't yeah. fool players; they see it and they believe more in somebody else, and then it, it's over, it's a wrap. I, I wonder also as well, Doug, if there was hope kind of like last season because our first real look at Cam Newton last season was in week two when they went to Seattle and were a yard short away of beating the Seahawks in you know in Seattle. And I know there were no fans there, but you're saying, wow, Seahawks should be a pretty good team this year. Look at what Cam Newton, look at what they were able to put together. And when you actually look at the Patriots' schedule, their toughest games are really in the first four games of the season. The Dolphins with the opener, uh, Bills later on, but then you have the Saints and Buccaneers in back-to-back games early on. So you start out with that kind of road, and you're like, well, maybe Mac Jones shouldn't be the guy. Let's see if they can put something together with Cam like they did last season. And to your point, move organically, and when Cam seems to run out of gas or whatever happens, make that move. But... Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe they want to throw them into that fire. They don't play the Bills until really late this season in in their matchup. So, like the first matchup is in early December. So, when you're talking about division battle, um, you know, you would hopefully Mac yeah, Jones have, would have, be the you guy. Dolph- you do have Dolphins early. Yeah, right? Dolphins, Saints, and Buccaneers are there. I mean, that's pretty tough to start. <laughs> but it, after that, it's they play the NFC. Uh, yeah, they play the NFC South this year, and so their you know their crossover game is with Dallas that they've got in, in the 17th game, it's really manageable in the middle of the season. So to your point about Cam losing the job organically, if Mac Jones took over after the Buccaneers game, say, you'd have a pretty nice schedule to, to have to deal with until you'd have to play a tough game again. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Ramos. You I feel just in the last couple of days, it's been a Mac Jones love fest. I mean, I think they're really, really, at least the, the people, the fans, and the media and stuff seem to be – you know, really putting this guy on high high regards, high praise, almost inching him toward the starting position, whether or not Cam Newton is, you know, the man that Bill Belichick wants or not. But that's but, what that's what that's what fans do. Yeah, that's what fans do. They love right? that guy. Well, no, everybody likes the backup quarterback. Everybody likes <laughs> until the, they play. The, the new guy. <laughs> yes, and then they like then they're like, well, no, go bring that old guy, bring that other guy back. <laughs> that's when they bring that other guy. What was what was the matter with that other guy? Like, well, you guys didn't like that other guy. Now you do like that other guy. I don't really understand. 
Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, we get you updated in the stories of the day. We do so by getting to a game. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Dan by what do you got? Doug, the game today is... Big deal, little deal, no deal. Seven scenarios to get through. We start off, big deal, little deal, or no deal. We're Ravens heavy early on. Big deal, little deal, or no deal that the Ravens won their 20th straight preseason game on Saturday against Washington. Yay! <laughs> Yay, we lost our starting running back, but we won the preseason game. Congratulations? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Right? Like, what are we congratulating them for if they lost their star running back? Well, that was going to be my next question. Big deal, little deal, or no deal that J.K. Dobbins was hurt uh, when they played their starters early. Big, big. That's a big deal. To me, it's a big deal. I mean, I know everybody's, well, we're good at the running back position. Sure you are. Sure you are. I think J.K. Dobbins is outstanding. I'm going to disagree with them. I think this is a big loss. There's, you know, there's this argument, though, on playing starters in the preseason. And, you know, your interview with Sean McVay, you know, made tons of rounds when you spoke with him at training camp about not playing Matthew Stafford. And there's there seems to be this argument, Doug, of, well, you got you know, you got to play the starters or maybe the old school coaches will play their starters and then it's there's stuff that you can do to protect guys so they don't get hurt, so you should play the starters. And then there's just the uh, yeah, normal reps. Like there's I, I don't know, it seems like the the target moves in the argument on whether you should play your starters or not. I completely agree. I think you can play starters. I truly do. I just don't think you can play starters. Um you, you should play running backs. You know, just running backs by nature, it's not a position that you can protect yourself in. So I, I, I just to me, there's a difference there because he's a running back. All right. Big deal, little deal or no deal. One more on Baltimore that the Ravens reportedly aren't interested in free agent running back Todd Gurley at this time. That's according to Josina Anderson. Uh, what's the big deal if your name's Todd Gurley? Yes. For everyone else, <laughs> maybe not. Yeah. For everybody else, it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about Todd Gurley. What's he doing now? Um, not much. What he's not doing is also playing in the NFL. Todd Gurley does not have a good reputation as a worker. Um, he's not the same guy since, since he hurt his knee. And um, I mean, not, not since he had additional knee issues, yeah. hurt his knee in college. Uh, but, but a lot of it is there was some work ethic stuff there that, that, that the Rams, 
uh, made it pretty well known why they why they were okay with him moving on. T- taking out the work ethic stuff, though, this this Todd Gurley scenario reminds me an awful lot of Brandon Roy in the NBA, where th- there were questions: how long was the career going to be, and it ended up being that long. And it was really good at one point, but in the end, it just finally catches up to you. No question. Big deal, little deal, or no deal, Doug, that the 49ers swapped Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance during the same drive during the first quarter of yesterday's preseason finale against the Raiders. Did it a couple of times where they were doing so mid-drives. That a big deal, little deal, or no deal? Wait, they did what? Uh, the, the swapping of quarterbacks, yeah. Like, play... <laughs> First down, Jimmy I mean, like, G would look, have I it. Second down, Trey Lance would have it. In- yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't love it. I do think though that they they want to find ways to to use Trey Lance without you know displacing their starter. They want to make themselves harder to prepare for. Yes, which I, I get on some level, but on another level, like you know, just go win the game. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I wonder how long it will actually last. Uh, Big deal, little deal, or no deal, Doug, switching to golf, that Bryson DeChambeau asked Patrick Cantley to stop walking as Bryson was attempting to hit a shot during yesterday's final round of the BMW Championship. The whole thing's gotten to be a big deal. It's gotten to be a big deal. I mean, did you see when when, uh, Bryson was done, somebody came up and and said, somebody walked by him and said, like, hey, how's Brooksy doing? And he he got him ejected. Like, we've gotten to the point where it's dumb. Like this, this is no matter how annoying one golfer is to another, like there's golf is supposed to be different and, and the fans take it to a completely different level than that. And I, I just, it doesn't, it's not, yeah. golf isn't built for that. The toughest part about this one is it actually would have been fine if it was any other player, but Bryson DeChambeau saying that, because you could understand you're trying to hit a shot. Maybe you see the guy in the corner of your eye, but because it's Bryson, we think that he's blowing it out of performance proportion he's trying to play games or this is just him being sensitive if it was any other player i think that we would understand but because it's bryson we don't give him the benefit of the doubt i think that's completely and totally fair yeah big deal little deal or no deal doug that a grand slam event in this case the u.s open doesn't have roger federer rafael nadal or either williams sister for the first time since 1997 um i think it's a smaller deal than people think i mean Everyone you just mentioned is well over the age of 30, right? You're talking about late 30s for, you know, for Federer Mm -hmm. and for Serena Williams. Um, Yeah, and and, and Nadal's in his 30s as well, and he's been oft injured. So I don't think it's that big a deal. I think it's uh, a little deal because at some point the guard always changes in tennis. Yeah, yeah, this this day was going to come at some point. Uh ESPN had that stat up. I saw the graphic and I thought, "Wow, 1997, that's a that's a ways back." I uh, finally dug big deal, little deal or no deal that a fake high school football team appeared on ESPN Sunday just 2 days after playing in another high school football game. That's a big deal. I didn't know they played another game. I didn't know that they forged kind of their, "Hey, we got a bunch of D1 guys." And I mean, I wasn't surprised to see them get mollywhopped. No. And apparently they have guys who were older than maybe the class that they should have been in. Yet I turned on the game for about 10 seconds, and I could have sworn that Johnson Lucas was playing safety for this team. <laughs> well, I mean, it was when they were talking on the, the broadcast that you heard clips afterwards of it being a mismatch. Like there was a kid, and I just thought to myself, Wow, he doesn't look big at all. He looks like he could be playing in Pop Warner football, yet he was on the field for 
Bishop Sycamore, which should be your fake hotel name now anytime you check <laughs> By in. the way, Lucas Bishop has Sycamore. slowed down in the pandemic time. He, oh. <laughs> he's slowed down a little okay. bit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, two games in three days uh, for that high school football team, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Or, that's and really I use crazy. the air quotes when I say high school uh, team, and that's uh, game time. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, man, that, that, that story is nuts. That story is nutty. Where you had a high school that no one ever heard of playing against the IMG Academy, which might be the t- best team in the country. And it was so bad that the announcers were just searching for film material, which, by the way, is what you're supposed to do anytime you have a game. Like, that's yeah. when you really, anybody can call, call a normal game. It's can you fill and then you, can you call the big moments. The great part is... Apparently, the other game on Friday I saw on Twitter, they gave a roster to the announcers of that game with no numbers. And so so it's fine to have the names, but if you don't know whose number is who, you can't call the names, especially if you don't know the team. They apparently had mismatched helmets and like 30 to 35 guys. They only have one set of uniforms. So on Friday night, there were black uniforms against black uniforms. Crazy. They were black against black? Yes. Yeah, because they only had one uniform set. Oh. Welcome to AAU Sports. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, we, we, I, like, my kids were warming up yesterday. I was like, hey, look down the other end. What do you see? They're like, another team? Like, they're wearing white uniforms. Let's go throw our orange tops there, fellas. You know, it's like you have to actually have to tell them. But to only have one set is, yeah, that's about as Bush League as it comes. That is crazy. The whole story is, uh, is uh, and you can read, read about it uh, online. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.